The Letter of Pope St. Clement to the Corinthians Chapter 24 Let us consider, beloved, how the Lord continually proves to us that there shall be a future resurrection, of which he has rendered the Lord Jesus Christ the firstfruits by raising him from the dead. Let us contemplate, beloved, the resurrection which is at all times taking place. Day and night declare to us a resurrection. The night sinks to sleep, and the day arises. The day again departs, and the night comes on. Let us behold the fruits of the earth, how the sowing of grain takes place. The sower goes forth and casts it into the ground, and the seed being thus scattered, though dry and naked when it fell upon the earth, is gradually dissolved. Then, out of its dissolution, the mighty power of the providence of the Lord raises it up again, and from one seed many arise and bring forth fruit. Chapter 25 Let us consider that wonderful sign of the resurrection which takes place in eastern lands, that is in Arabia and the countries round about. There is a certain bird which is called a phoenix. This is the only one of its kind, and lives five hundred years. And when the time of its dissolution draws near that it must die, it builds itself a nest of frankincense and myrrh and other spices, into which, when the time is fulfilled, it enters and dies. But as the flesh decays, a certain kind of worm is produced, which, being nourished by the juices of the dead bird, brings forth feathers. Then, when it has acquired strength, it takes up that nest in which are the bones of its parent, and bearing these, it passes from the land of Arabia into Egypt to the city called Heliopolis. And in open day, flying in the sight of all men, it places them on the altar of the sun, and having done this, hastens back to its former abode. The priests then inspect the registers of the dates, and find that it has returned exactly as the five hundredth year was completed. Chapter 26 Do we then deem it any great and wonderful thing for the Maker of all things to raise up again those who have piously served Him in the assurance of a good faith, when even by a bird He shows us the mightiness of His power to fulfill His promise? For the Scripture says in a certain place, You shall raise me up, and I shall confess to you. And again, I laid down and slept. I awaked because you are with me. And again Job says, You shall raise up this flesh of mine, which has suffered all these things. Chapter 27 Having then this hope, let our souls be bound to him who is faithful in his promises and just in his judgments. He who has commanded us not to lie shall much more himself not lie. For nothing is impossible with God except to lie. Let his faith therefore be stirred up again within us. Him. By the word of his might he established all things, and by his word he can overthrow them. Who shall say to him, What have you done? Or who shall resist the power of his strength? When and as he pleases, he will do all things and none of the things determined by him shall pass away. All things are open before him, 
and nothing can be hidden from his counsel. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day to day utters speech, and night to night shows knowledge, and there are no words or speeches of which the voices are not heard. Chapter 28 Since then, all things are seen and heard by God. Let us fear him, and forsake those wicked works which proceed from evil desires, so that through his mercy we may be protected from the judgments to come. For whither can any of us flee from his mighty hand? Or what world will receive any of those who run away from him? But the scripture says in a certain place, Whither shall I go, and where shall I be hid from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I go away even to the uttermost parts of the earth, there is your right hand. If I make my bed in the abyss, there is your spirit. Whither then shall anyone go, or where shall he escape from him who comprehends all things? Chapter 29 Let us then draw near to him with holiness of spirit, lifting up pure and undefiled hands to him, loving our gracious and merciful Father, who has made us partakers in the blessings of his elect. But thus it is written, When the Most High divided the nations, when he scattered the sons of Adam, he fixed the bounds of the nations according to the number of the angels of God. His people Jacob became the portion of the Lord, and Israel the lot of his inheritance. In another place the scripture says, Behold, the Lord takes to himself a nation out of the midst of the nations, as a man takes the first fruits of his threshing floor, and from that nation shall come forth the most holy. Chapter 30 Seeing therefore that we are the portion of the Holy One, let us do all those things which pertain to holiness, avoiding all evil speaking, all abominable and impure embraces, together with all drunkenness, seeking after change, all abominable lusts, detestable adultery, and execrable pride. For God, says the Scripture, resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Let us cleave, then, to those to whom grace has been given by God. Let us clothe ourselves with concord and humility, ever exercising self-control, standing far off from all whispering and evil speaking, being justified by our works and not our words. For the Scripture says, He that speaks much shall also hear much in answer. And does he that is ready in speech deem himself righteous? Blessed is he that is born of woman who lives but a short time. Be not given to much speaking. Let our praise be in God and not of ourselves. For God hates those who commend themselves. Let testimony to our good deeds be borne by others, as it was in the case of our righteous forefathers. Boldness and arrogance and audacity belong to those that are accursed of God, but moderation, humility, and meekness to such as are blessed by him.
Chapter 31 Let us cleave then to his blessing, and consider what are the means of possessing it. Let us think over the things which have taken place from the beginning. For what reason was our father Abraham blessed? Was it not because he wrought righteousness and truth through faith? Isaac, with perfect confidence, as if knowing what was to happen, cheerfully yielded himself as a sacrifice. Jacob, through reason of his brother, went forth with humility from his own land, and came to Laban and served him, and there was given to him the scepter of the twelve tribes of Israel. Chapter 32 Whosoever will candidly consider each particular will recognize the greatness of the gifts which were given by him. For from him have sprung the priests and all the Levites who minister at the altar of God. From him also was descended our Lord Jesus Christ according to the flesh. From him arose kings, princes, and rulers of the race of Judah. Nor are his other tribes in small glory, inasmuch as God had promised, Your seed shall be as the stars of heaven. All these, therefore, were highly honored and made great, not for their own sake, or for their own works, or for the righteousness which they wrought, but through the operation of His will. And we too, being called by His will in Christ Jesus, are not justified by ourselves, nor by our own wisdom, or understanding, or godliness, or works which we have wrought in holiness of heart, but by that faith, through which from the beginning... Almighty God has justified all men, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. Chapter 33 What shall we do then, brethren? Shall we become slothful in well-doing and cease from the practice of love? God forbid that any such course should be followed by us. But rather let us hasten with all energy and readiness of mind to perform every good work, for the Creator and Lord of all Himself rejoices in His works. For by His infinitely great power He established the heavens, and by His incomprehensible wisdom He adorned them. He also divided the earth from the water which surrounds it, and fixed it upon the immovable foundation of His own will. The animals also which are upon it He commanded by His own word into existence. So likewise, when he had formed the sea and the living creatures which are in it, he enclosed them within their proper bounds by his own power. Above all, with his holy and undefiled hands, he formed man, the most excellent of his creatures, and truly great through the understanding given him, the express likeness of his own image. For thus says God, Let us make man in our image, and after our likeness. So God made man. Male and female, he created them. Having thus finished all these things, he approved them and blessed them, and said, Increase and multiply. We see then how all righteous men have been adorned with good works, and how the Lord himself, adorning himself with his works, rejoiced. Having therefore such an example, let us without delay accede to his will, and let us work the work of righteousness with our whole strength. 
This has been taken from The Letter of Pope St. Clement to the Corinthians, written around A.D. 96 by Pope St. Clement I. This work is available on the web at the New Advent website, www.newadvent.org. This work is in the public domain.